Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Our mission is to make analytics practical. This is not about abstract theory, but to share true stories of how using analytics helps real-life businesses with real-life constraints make the best possible decisions to compete, grow, and thrive. I'm your host, A.G. Tan. At Qubit, we are privileged to partner with several great technologies, which enables us to help our clients find the best fit for their needs and their situation. Of all the technologies we work with, IBM Planning Analytics, or TM1, as it is still known by many, has been on the market the longest time since the 1980s. TM1 was always known for its scalability and flexibility and for being easy, once you knew how, to build any model you could imagine, and significant investments by IBM over the last decade have made it even better. But the thing that defines TM1 more than anything is its passionate community of developers, people who love how easily and quickly they can build automated models that then get used in real life for reporting, analysis, and scenario planning. My guest today epitomizes that passion and even if you don't use IBM Planning Analytics or TM1, you are going to enjoy hearing about the business use cases he's tackled and how much he enjoys what he does. Christoph Hein went from being a history major to a consultant implementing business intelligence, planning, and reporting technologies. Along the way, he discovered TM1 and became a fan. Today, TM1 is better known as IBM Planning Analytics, and Christoph works at Deutsche Bahn, the German railway company driving new use cases of TM1 at the largest TM1 installation in the world. Now, in the close-knit community of passionate TM1 fans around the world and on social media site LinkedIn, Christoph is better known as the TM1 fanboy. Welcome, Christoph, and thank you so much for coming on the Ask Cubit podcast today. Hi, nice to be here. Now, in the introduction, our listeners got an express train taste of your journey to becoming a TM1 fan. And I know it's now called IBM Planning Analytics, but TM1 is easier to say. So what I'd like to hear from you is why. Why are you such a big TM1 fan? Is it about what it is uniquely capable of? Is it just fun? Is it the community or is it something else? And when, when did it hit you that TM1 was the one for you? It's a, it's a great question. And the answer is a little bit of maybe everything you just mentioned. Uh, it's a unique capability. It's the most scalable and flexible uh, business intelligence platform I've ever uh, encountered. It's just, there's no business problem I couldn't uh, solve with TM1 so far. And it is fun. Yeah, it's, it, if, if, if you hit this, this point, uh, when, uh, I, I would say, when you start seeing cubes everywhere, and suddenly it, it's like this, this, light bulb moment it's this uh, moment when it make, just everything makes sense everything falls into place and you every new problem you encounter you directly see okay that's a cube here and we have some dimensions here and then i write a rule to connect this cube with that cube and then we import some data from there and it's just everything in your in your mind it's already there and then 
that's that's just this amazing moment when it just clicks and uh as as is the community as well it's uh, such a uh a dedicated community i've not seen this with any other piece of software where people build their whole careers uh, around team one for me for example i'm i specifically choose my current employer um because i want to do team one if i can't do team one there anymore I most likely will leave and look for another one. That's uh, that's uh, the case with all the other Team One fanboys, fangirls out there. They all we are all dedicated to this technology. And uh, okay, fun fact on that: in the just in the beginning, when in my first job, it was it was also because everybody else was going for. SQL Server and was ah the Microsoft products just way better and we do this and I was like eh, no I just don't I don't want to uh, do what everybody else is doing so in the, I was I was a bit rebellious rebellious in the beginning but then afterwards it hit me and then I was like I'm in love with this product it's just the best yeah you know you sound a little bit like um, when you're talking about it you know I'm trying to think of a good analogy in in the world of toys. You know, there are, there are some people who are a little bit nerdy, you know, they like technology or they like building toys. So for example, like Legos, I grew up playing Legos. I was born in Denmark. Lego is, you know, my thing. And, and in, when I was a kid, it wasn't that you got a box of Legos and you built what was on the box and then you never touched it. We used to have, you know, just big, yeah, you know, big tubs, right, filled with pieces, and then you create them. And then once you get good at it, you can create almost anything that you want. And there's such a pleasure in, in that creativity. So when you talk about TM1, it's almost like you're talking about that that creative process, that, that, that once you have a certain skill in the tool, you can make it do anything you want. And then there's joy and pleasure in doing that. You put it perfectly. Yeah, and I like the analogy with with Lego because Lego as well is something. Uh, uh, it's it's fun in the beginning, and you if you have your pre-built models and you work with them, but then some after after playing with pre-built uh, models for then you want to go deep into it and you want to start build your own stuff and then you start adding to your pre-built model. You add something. You maybe add a, a balcony to the to the building, etc. And then. The next level is you just throw away all these manuals and all these descriptions on how to build stuff and you build it on your own and then you become a Lego master. And it's the same with Team One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's awesome. You are just the queen of Team One analogies. Why, thank you, Christoph. So, at Deutsche Bahn, where you work, it sounds like you have lots of opportunity to try out fun new things with TM1 and to test its limits of performance and scalability. So do you have any examples of the kinds of use cases you've been involved with? And are there any especially interesting ones that perhaps go beyond the usual financial planning use cases? Let me start with a second question. So obviously we do a lot of financial planning at Deutsche Bahn with, with TM1 because that's where it originally came from, but uh, we see a lot of uh, uh, growth in, in in different area in in, in other areas uh, for Team One. For example, uh, 
HR in the in the field of HR, like workforce planning, strategic workforce planning. We have a big we had a bigger project uh, for driver based work strategic workforce planning, um, where Team One could really play out its strengths when we had driver-based planning for, for workforce for the next uh, five years for one uh, company of Deutsche Bahn and where we had the different drivers to see how how, um, how the um, workforce will grow or, or increase or decrease over the next couple of years. Um, and that's I think that's something that will become more and more important um, because of the... Uh, demographics and so we we are we are losing uh, losing people for the for workforce and um it's getting harder and harder to recruit uh the right people for the for the jobs so this hr planning this workforce planning will get more and more important in the future and the other uh part where uh, team one is really uh, really growing uh, at the moment is all uh, uh, the topic of ESG and sustainability, etc. Because for for two reasons, once it's uh, one is um, it's a great tool to consolidate uh, and to uh, to uh, uh, calculate different KPIs and uh, for for so and we have lots of um, related KPIs in in ESG. Like we have the CO two footprint that is calculated by by um, Many many other measures which are aggregated into this uh, this KPI. So there, Team One with this uh, built-in op uh, option to to create business logic can really help. And the other thing is, um, Team One is also great in collecting data. Uh, so, uh, for example, many of those KPIs we need we need for for sustainability are not um, tracked in any in any um, system in any database mostly it's excel sheets somewhere or someone's getting an email from a from a partner like yeah we had five five trucks last year and we those produced uh, on average so that and that amount of co2 and and you have to collect this data and you have to to collect it somewhere and that's also where team one is really good because you can distribute the collecting uh, collect this, uh, the data collection so can I stop you there for a second? Because that's really interesting. ESG, environmental, social, and governance is, is something that I've recently started becoming more and more interested in. And, and, and certainly in the concept context of, of tools like um, IBM Planning Analytics. And so what it sounds like you're saying is, um, is that it can really help with you know, scope three reporting, right? So, um, and I'm a beginner at ESG, so so let me just summarize me it for any of our <laughs> listeners who are who are also beginners, right? So there's this idea of scope one and scope two reporting. And scope one, as I understand it, is basically reporting about everything inside your company except your electrical bill. And scope two is really focused on your internal electrical bill or your power usage. And then scope three is reporting on um, ESG stuff from your suppliers and your vendors and everybody in your supply chain. And of course, these can be very small companies. They are companies outside your control. And so the best thing you can do is really just ask them politely if they're going to give you a little bit of data, right? And so what I think I heard you say is that with TM1, 
you can give them, you can very easily create a, I don't know, a web form or something or, or, or something or an automated system that involves a spreadsheet, one or the other, that you can just make available to them. So you make it very easy for them to participate, very easy for them to submit the data, and it goes directly into the system. Like nobody has to do anything extra. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I tried to say. Correct. And you can, <laughs> you can with Tier One, you can, um, you can add security layer of security to that, and and uh, and the workflow where people can sub say, yeah, okay, we we quality uh, the, the data quality is fine, and we checked it, and you can, so you can move it to the next step in your in your in your process there, and um, you can, as you said, you can provide the Excel sheet or web form um, where they enter this data because as you said most of those smaller companies uh, they have maybe one person in the back office who's doing everything and now they they get added the uh, esg stuff to to, the, to their profile and have to do that and have to somehow collect the data and then uh, prov uh, uh, provide it to, for you um so yeah i think team one can can really help there because there's no no um intermediary between uh, between uh, the the analysis and the uh, the data collection and and it's not that much uh, data it's, mm -hmm. it's a smaller amount of data a couple of kpis for a couple of uh, with, uh different uh companies so it's it, it's it's not uh, there's no no need for a big data warehouse to collect this data but that's where team one can play out uh, strength definitely Right, right, right. And and I think you're implying that it's much easier to make a TM1 data collection thing than it is to build a whole data warehouse to do it. Definitely. Yeah, you get with one product, you have everything you need from the front, you have the front end, the back end, the security layer, everything uh, just okay. built in. No, yeah. that that's that that that's that that's really great. So so I did interrupt you. Um, let's go a little bit back to the the um, the the HR reporting. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about how changing demographics in Germany means that in the long run, um, Deutsche Bahn anticipates that it's going to that it's already hard to fill open positions yeah. and that it's going to be harder. And so you're basically it sounded like you're saying that you're actually doing long range strategic planning around headcount and hr issues is, is is that what you're saying yeah that's uh we uh we want to uh simulate different outcomes uh how how uh, how our workforce will change like what's uh, when um people retire earlier or later um what's about uh, because uh, because of the increased workload maybe people get sick more often or 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 just or, or positive uh, developments like like um maternity or paternity paternity leave so people will um man like me we 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 uh, participate more in um, in the first years of our children so we we leave a company for a couple of months to to be with our family so that all all those things affect um a number of workers i have available and we try to simulate uh, this with TM1. Oh, wow. And so so that gives you basically a tool that helps you explore, I guess, different possibilities and, and figure out which levers you can control and which ones you can't control. And then maybe, you know, make adjustments and make business decisions to compensate for that. 
yes yeah the, we can we can uh with tiamon we can provide um different alternatives with uh, scenario analysis and say okay we have this uh, with with uh, we have those different alternatives now we can make a decision because for decision you have to choose between alternatives so and once you just do one planning with without a, any alternative uh points of view you cannot decide anything right 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 oh that that, that that's really a great example thanks for sharing that So those were some great business use cases, but but I think you you'd also when we spoke earlier you'd also talked about um, some more you know technical use cases because one thing that that I hear more and more about is this concept of composability, which I know that a lot of kind of finance and business people you know their eyes glaze over when we say composability, and I don't blame them because it is kind of a jargony word, but the concept of composability is. It's really quite quite elegant and quite simple, and it's that idea that you can essentially, you know, instead of like assuming that one technology is going to do everything for you, like in my case, I like the I like analogies, as you know, my analogy is like my kitchen knife, right? My one kitchen knife can do a lot. I can peel potatoes, I can chop the meat, I can mince the garlic, but you know, um, I can also have specialized tools for each of these things, right? You know, I can have a garlic press or or potato peeler or, or 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 whatever it is, and so you know sometimes the idea of that one tool that can do everything kind of starts to break down because it because you know my my kitchen knife is not as good as my potato peeler for peeling potatoes, and the idea of composability is that you can actually have it all. You can basically use the right tools for the right thing, and then you can have them talk to each other and you know, and, and have the data or whatever it is flow between each other, or you can take something, you can transform it and then go to the next thing. So it becomes almost like an assembly line. So the notion of composability lets you put all of this together. And anyway, um, some of the things that we were talking about earlier um, implied to me that in your experience, there's a lot you can do with TM1 in this aspect. So, so can you please tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. But first, I have to get this picture out of my head from uh, the kitchen knife talking to the potato peeler. <laughs> but again, great analogy. Very good. Um, yes, definitely. That's uh, one thing we do with TM1. One thing that's great about TM1, it's, um, it has this REST API. And this is a modern-based API, which allows you easily to get data into TM1 from any data source or to use TM1 as a data source for any other tool because you can easily retrieve data from TM1. And there are, uh, with, with languages like Python and there are some frameworks like TM1 Pi where you can, with, with three lines of code, you can get your data from TM1 into Python and you can do your, I call it data science voodoo because I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not a mathematician. Um, but you can all do you get the data into team, uh, into Python from TM1 very easily. You don't have to um, know too much about TM1, and you can work with the data. You can do forecasting. You can do um, uh, real machine learning use case. You can use TM1 data for machine learning use cases, etc. Um, very easily because it's it's an it's an I call it always call it an open platform. It's not a close. It's not a black box. It's all transparent. You can get everything out of it. 
of course, keep in mind the security, etc. It's it's safe, but you can it's it's open. You can get everything out of it. You can you can integrate it into your data management uh, strategy as a data source, as a data destination. Where you can um, uh, collect data from TM1 and use it for for your data lake, or you can pull data from your data lake into TM1. You can um, use it. Uh, you can integrate it into a in an into a data ops pipeline where you use i guess i said python or or git uh, or any other modern development tool to work and you, it, it all works with t1 because it's not a black box it's an open platform and it's the flexibility you have with it so it's just a perfect tool for it, it fits very nicely into almost any um data management infrastructure wow so so it sounds like like you know you don't need to know python but if you have a friendly a friendly a friend a friendly python person who may be a data scientist you can work together with them and 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 kind of start doing very interesting data science voodoo as you said i would i would go one step further and would say if you don't know python it's uh, very easy. It's very easy to learn. We see um, at Deutsche Bahn, we see very cool use cases where people from finance, from accounting, um, uh, which are not TM, they are not they are not TM one developers, but they work with TM one. They are responsible for certain uh, uh, certain KPIs in the system, and they start learning Python because it's really easy to the, the couple of the first steps in Python are so easy easy to learn how to master and uh, then they just connected with with tm1 and they get the they, they, because they know tm1 they know where to look for the data they get the data into a pandas data frame and then just with with two lines of, of python or just some use cases some examples you find on the internet you can do a forecast like wow give it one i, I would say an average finance person can can learn to do a forecast with tm1 and python in less than an hour Wow. So wow, wow. I, I would say you don't, of course, you can talk to a data scientist for the more advanced stuff, but for, for your first steps, just do it yourself. It's so easy. Wow. wow that's, All that's, thanks that's, to the openness of TM1. Well, that, that's really great to hear. And I, and I think I also heard you say or imply that, you know, because it's a, it's a very scalable and open platform, it can hold a lot of data because a lot of the issues sometimes with data science, you know, like we at Qubit, we, we help our clients do data science projects, you know, for predictive demand planning and so on and so forth. And often the issue is number one, that they just simply do not have enough historical data to build a predictive forecast on number one. And then number two is that if they have data, it may not be clean data or governed data, right? Yeah. And what you're saying is that because Deutsche Bank has invested in TM1 and has been collecting data in TM1 for a long time, lots of different kinds of data, you actually have this rich treasure trove of data just ready to be mined and to analyze and to be done things with, um, you know, in both in volume and in quality. Uh, I would say yes, we, we could do more, we could do better, but yeah, it's definitely there. And you you uh, mentioned a very very good point it's data in team one that's that's quality data because it's not raw data it's also it's already um um it's consolidated it's cleaned it because to put it into cubes you have into dimensions you have to organize it it's uh, it's basically it's clean data 
No, no, there it's not perfect data, but it's much cleaner than most of the stuff you get directly out of your ERP system. Yes. So it's it's a perfect uh, starting point for 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 data science because data science is contrary to popular belief. It's not eighty percent. Uh, Python voodoo and 20% data quality data management it's like 18 or 90% data cleaning data quality yeah? and then like 10% uh, the really cool stuff and if you use team one as a data source uh, I think this, uh, this shifts a bit and there's more more time it frees you up for to do more uh, cool cool things yeah no that that's great thank you So this has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it so much. Me too. Uh, but last but not least, please tell me about your recent initiative with Bark Research. I understand, I heard a little bird tell me that the TM1 fanboy, that's you, put some pressure on Bark, the analyst and research firm, to do something. So please share with our audience what that was. <laughs> yes, we have... Uh... Uh, in cooperation with Bark, I've um, created the Planning Analytics Guide, uh, www.planninganalyticsguide.com. And it's uh, your one-stop shop for the whole TM1 ecosystem. So we have there, a, a it's a guide. So it will, uh, a guide leads you to to all the destinations you want to go. And it's a, it's a guide where we list the service partners in the TM1 ecosystem. It's a growing community-driven guide and we have a solution browser where you can add um, your uh, as a service partner as a, as a solution provider as a company you can add your um, your pre-built content for team one because that's one of the things uh, team one ecosystem make, makes the team one ecosystem so great we have lots of companies building their own solutions on on top of team one we have companies um, third-party vendors uh, third-party uh, front ends for 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 team one listed there we have for example, Qubit uh, is, is listed there with the product with your product, uh, report work, yeah, where you, where people can get some um, initial information about all those products, all those companies, all the service partners, and you get links to, to contact them. So if you look, if if you are um, interested in TM1, or if you want to look, if you need a new service provider, you can go on this uh, on on planninganalyticsguide.com, go to the service partner browser and and filter and check for for a, a, a consulting company near your location to to help you with your team one problems and uh, it's a it's a, a growing website we want to add webinars and other events in the future we want to host uh, customer success stories so it's your one-stop shop with all the information you you need for for team one we have a link list where you can look uh, where we link to all the other great uh, sources of information for team one on the web and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a very cool project, very near to my heart, and uh, which I think which perfectly um, sums up all the things great about Team One because you mentioned it in the beginning the community of Team One, uh, the Team One community out there. It's just such a cool to talk to all those people about Team One. They, they all um, directly are on board and and add their content to this guide because they all love Team One and want to grow the ecosystem. So planninganalyticsguide.com. Well, you know, Christoph, I, I really want to thank you for, for doing this because I, I know you, you, you pursued the Planning Analytics Guide as, as a volunteer and that you're doing it, you know, for the community. 
And I think it's a great embodiment of, of that community that you're talking about, right? Because uh, we all know, those of us who've been aware of TM1 for a long time know that, that it hasn't always been promoted as well as it might have been by, by its owner, whoever that owner was, you know. Um, of course, IBM, I think, is, um, is certainly um, um, contributing more and more, and, and that's awesome to see. Um, yeah. But the thing that has kept TM1 going is basically the fact that, you know, it sounds like it's a really, really great product. Well, I, I, I of course, have some personal experience. Um, <laughs> and, um, and that people like you um, have really just done amazing things with it. So it continues to prove its worth at companies around the world. So thank you for your contribution in helping keep that alive and, and everyone. Um, this is a great resource if you're getting started, planninganalyticsguide.com. Um, will kind of be your guide to, to find whatever else you need. So thank you very much, Christoph, for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Do stay in touch. You can email us at info at qubit.com or check out past episodes and transcripts at qubit.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, take care.